The Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to The Unfiltered by Jade, where we educate, empower, and entertain. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, download, donate, and make everybody know who this. Beats by RB Records. Shopping assistance, your style, your budget. Our services include online and local shopping for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, and helping you find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome back to The Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us here Kimon Francis. And she is a guidance counselor, a woman of God, an empowerment speaker, an events planner, a kingdom indie author, awardee, an author, and a justice of the peace. She's all that, all that and more. And today we are going to speak about her book. Her book is Where Shame Ends, Grace Begins, Chronicles from the Redeemed, and want to know about it. So we're going to draw from excerpts from her book, touch on different topics. We're not going to touch on everything because we want you to go and buy the book. Hence, we're talking about it. And so we're just going to touch on little snippets of it from different chapters and get an understanding of basically what the book is about so you can understand it even before you buy it. All right. So I want to say hi, Kimon. How are you? Hi, Jade. Thank you for having me. Good day to you and good day to your listeners. Yes, it's so good to have you here. Thank you. Sure. Now we're going to jump into it, Kim. Come on and about the book, right? Because the story alone is interesting and I'm sure it's going to be an eye-opener for the listeners in terms of what you went through, how you went through it, and the mere fact that you're still a Christian. Because this alone yes. will deter <laughs> people from yeah. becoming from, from staying Christians or wanting to stay in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this story alone is something that I want people to hear about. So I want you to tell me about what's the perfect life. You touched on that in the book, what's the perfect life? All right. So the perfect life would be, you know, life after accepting Christ, after being baptized, you know, after walking with the Lord the zeal, the determination, you feeling light. I mean, I don't know about anybody, but when I got baptized, I felt so light. I felt so wonderful, you know, felt as though I was walking on cloud nine, never Mm. missed a session, never missed a night, always showing up for God, always showing up in church. So it felt so good. I was all in. It felt so good. So that for me was the perfect life. Mm. Yes. You know, um, so contradictory to that, 
there are people who have been in church. I've been in church all my life. So in church, normally, you know, you say you got baptized, you feel like you're walking on cloud nine. Others of people don't have that experience or probably they have it and it's short-lived. Sure, because the reality of we are still living in this world and have to go through or going through is still there for them. So it's still not quote unquote the perfect life, but I understand what you're saying in terms of you accepted Christ into your life. You got baptized and you're walking this road that God wants us to walk. So it is the perfect life quote unquote. Yes. But I think for some people, they don't see it as perfect for the passion, not perfection. Explain that to us. All right. So passion not perfection mm-hmm. that you know we when we begin to experience personal challenges the said challenges that you made mention of earlier so we mm-hmm. begin to experience personal challenges you know and then also begin to struggle with the idea how do i deal with this how do i show up with this coming to the acceptance and the reality that yes i I'm a Christian, but I am also dealing with this, dealing with my imperfection, still grappling with my weaknesses. How do I deal with this, right? So we may lose, and this is one thing that my lesson has taught me, that, you know, we may lose many things in this life. We may struggle with many things in this life, but one thing that we should never lose, that we should never let go of, and that is our altar of prayer. That is our relationship with God. So even though, yes, you may feel as though you're on cloud nine, feeling happy with Christ, but we still have to deal with the little things and those little things that grow into those big things, the imper- the imperfections, the, imper- the imperfect state and trying to blend these two together to accept that, yes, I am an imperfect being, but I am still going to show up for Christ. Mm-hmm. How does this go together with the situation of you? Being... Oh, right. So yeah. for me, I fell in love with my best friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And my best friend, however, is an unsaved. Okay. And I fell in love with him. Now, I got baptized at the age of 17. Right. So there was not much, quote unquote, schooling that was done as it relates to, hey, you should not get married to an unsaved and it is an abomination and it should not be done. But nevertheless, I fell in love with my best friend. I felt a sense of connection as though something is going to be birthed from this. Right. So even though persons may look at it in a condescending way and say, oh, no, you should not. You should not. Jade, something down on the inside of me Uh helped me to believe, to feel, to think, to know that something was going to be birthed out of this situation. Hence why I said yes. Okay. Yes. But my thing is, my thing is though, as I said, it's something that wasn't always talked about or taught about. And I realize that's, that's some of the things with churches and I'm not, I'm not putting on church for whatsoever reason, right. but sometimes some of these things are not taught to us. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, um, being unequally yoked is not, sometimes it's not just Somebody being unsafe and not safe because you can have two Christians who are still unequally you. Thank you. Thank you. But sometimes the manner in which it is brought across, mm-hmm. it is interpreted wrongly. 
Yes. So we can be unequally yoked in many different, many, many different, many different ways. Many mm-hmm. different ways. It does not have to necessarily be a saved and an unsaved. But again, right. the manner in which the churches, and as we rightly, as you rightly said, we are not putting down the churches because God's standards is above all, right? And we understand right. all of that. But sometimes right. this is the manner in which this particular phrase or verse is being exercised in the manner in which it is being taught to the congregation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it there and then i was made to believe that i was committing one of the biggest sin in the world mm-hmm. one of yeah. the biggest sin that was ever written in the bible mm. because i was <laughs> yeah. choosing an unsaved mm. and that's one of the hardest parts yes i want to know it happens slowly but i want to know about that with it happened slowly i want to know from the time you got engaged to them telling you in front of people that this is what you're doing and you're apologizing because you're better than me i i i, I do not know mm-hmm. if i would do it mm-hmm. in terms of apologizing for what i did mm-hmm. because it is some what what i have what i have said before is any decision that is being made is between god and i yes yes we are accountable to our leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. But the truth of this, the truth of the matter is we're more accountable to God for anything that we do. Exactly. And if it is that I talk to God and I feel a peace, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, Kimon. I'm not, I'm not going to go and apologize to that church. So what, that stage that it got you to, to do that. I don't know if it happens slowly. Um, you know, speaks about that also but let's touch on it happens so learning and tell us about that aspect of it well i can tell you jade that up until today's date i have not apologized i don't see a need for me to that's apologize. right i do not see a need or a reason for me to apologize to them what mm-hmm. i have said however is that i have no regrets for my decision okay okay it, it, it happened in such a way after overcoming this particular position that I was placed in, it happened in such a way where I believe the perspective of some of the church officers shifted a little in such a Mm. way that, you know, we are not accepting that, hey, if God chooses to still bless this person, favor this person, show up for this person, then who am I as a human being just exactly occupying the position of an office to be mm. condemning or to be putting down this particular person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I have noticed a few comments being mentioned because I tell you, Jade, I show up. Even mm. though... I was relieved of my positions in the church and told that I could not testify. I still showed up because I believe that my relationship with God was more important to me than my relationship with the church. I love that. I had a relationship with God, right? And that to me meant more than what persons were saying about me than what was being discussed about me in congregations. So I showed up on Sundays. I lifted my hand. I prayed right. my way through. I worshipped <laughs> my way through. 
And I can tell you that within those moments, God has revealed himself to me in so many ways that has yes. also blown my mind. I mean, my relationship with him grew more. Yes. Grew more. I saw him unfolding the clouds and pouring out his love, his grace, and his mercy. So it happened slowly where the struggles you know, the, the decision challenged me as a human being, challenged me mentally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. physically, oh, yeah. emotionally, and even spiritually. So I started to question at some point. I mean, I never regretted the decision, but I started to question, God, why me? Yeah. Here I am coming to church, regular Minister your word, sing on your choir, I pay my tithes and my offerings, I do all of these things. And then in the blink of an eye, relieved of the positions, told that I could not testify in church if I decide to continue with this relationship with an unsaved. So I, I, I struggled mentally, started to feel confused. But as I said, Jade, I never regret it. No. They, I, I started to feel confused at one point, like, what is happening? This is the first since I have been at that church for over seven years, for over 10 years. It's the first that I've seen it happening. Hmm. First I've seen it happening. So I started to question what is happening to me? And yep. this is where the, uh, the, the, the mishaps and the misery starts to come in. No, like what is happening to me? I, I, I feel confused about it. At one point I started to lose weight. Yep. I started to struggle emotionally. I mean, I felt small. I felt shocked. I, I feel rejected. Rejected. Oh, rejected. Feeling like an outcast. Feeling embarrassed yep. at one point in time. But for some reason, there was something down on the inside of me. You know that some people, all time people used to say something down inside of me. Telling, telling me, to, me, go me to go on. And I tell mm-hmm. you, I showed up, Jane. I showed up nonetheless, even though I was dealing with all of this emotional turmoil. At one point, I felt like Job. Like, Mm. God, you are stripping me of all of this. Why? And I started to question why. And then, you know, I, I, I had to fight with myself to find scriptures, to find verses, to to listen to podcasts, you know, listen to YouTube videos to water my spirit because I didn't, I have no idea what was happening. But somehow I got the resilience. And I keep telling people that the Lord clothes me with a spirit of resilience because me within myself, I could not have done it. Mm. I, the person, I've had some persons within the church even saying to me, what are you still doing here? If I were you, I would have left long time ago. Why are you still here? But I believe that I was clothed with a spirit of resilience that even though I was struggling, with all of the alleys, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, somehow 
I still had the desire to push. Still had the desire to push. What I'm going to commend you for, though, is that the fact that even though when it is that it displeased the church, it stripped you of the positions that gave that they gave you, which is, I don't even know how to describe that, though, because it's man-made. Remember, you know, even those positions that you got, and it's something that I've learned. You can't go to heaven with it. When, exactly. When it is that God comes, he's not going to ask you what position you played in church, and you can't take those roles with you. Yes. So, okay, you strip them of me. That's fine. Mm -hmm. No, I am raw and I'm ready for God to use me how he wants to use me. Because sometimes the position stands in the way of what I'm supposed to do. Yes. It stands in the way sometimes of purpose because we have positions. And because you're in this position and they gave you this title, they tell you you can't do certain things anymore. Can you imagine? Yes. The The church that is supposed to love you is the one that actually made you feel rejected. Yes. Because at this time, they're supposed to love you and show you we love you. Even though you're doing something that we don't think you should, we love you because that's what the church is supposed to do. Right. The Bible never spoke about Jesus rebuking sinners. He more called them to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that loosely in terms of sinners because sometimes when the churches don't appreciate or don't, don't, we don't, said it, we don't follow their quote unquote law. They call us sinners. Yes. yes. Right. And because they don't follow that, they sometimes reject you when they're supposed to love you. That's how you're supposed to keep people in church by loving them through it. Talk with them. Mm-hmm. All right. This, if it is that you don't see where, if it is that we're not seeing eye to eye, okay, fine. But even to say, you know what, you can't testify. So, you I mean, I can't testify of the goodness of God because you don't agree with my position. Yes. That doesn't make sense. Yes. Um, and the resilience that you have in staying, as I said, I don't know if I'd stay. I'd probably would. I don't know if I'd, but you're 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 the bigger person because you did. Mm-hmm. And show them that you're not there because of them. Right. Right. So you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You, did, you did the right thing. And I think that probably would come under your mistakes, mishap, and misery. Yes. Because that time for you must be very miserable. Very, very challenging. Very challenging. Man, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And you know I'm not. Well, I'm sorry. Why, why? No, no, no. Why are you even telling that I'm sorry? All right. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that because it's a church. Yes. And normally you have people normally saying bad things about the church and this is why. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And that's why I said I'm sorry. I am not sorry that you went through it because you have grown you have become a better person. If you did not go through this challenge, you would not be the person you are today. Right. So it has given you a tougher skin, which is good. Yes. But I'm just sorry and saddened that you had to go through this and it's by the church. Yes. How How is it that you overcame everything? How is it that you started to find peace with yourself? And um, even going there and hearing the comments that people saying, how is it that you overcame all of that? Because it must have been hard for you mm-hmm. in that position. Mm-hmm. And even taking a position from you, you can't do certain things anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just going there to leave. Go there and leave when you know you were active before. Like, how did you overcome all of that? Yes. So on January 1st, and I tell you, Jade, I've proven God in some 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 ways that are just mind-blowing. So on January 1st, 2021, and before I even go there, you see, when God sees you, and this is my personal experience, and I can't tell anybody, when God sees you showing up for him, 
when he sees you honoring him despite your little despite your condition despite whatever situation it is that you are struggling with when he sees you showing up he will show up on your behalf as well mm -hmm. he turn tables for you i mean he 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 moved things in such a way mysteriously that even the persons who were going against you, even the persons who have bad things to say about you, he worked things out so much in your favor that the same ones have to come around and look at you and wonder and question. I mean, I am awe-inspired yes. by yes. God. I honor him for who he is, for who he continues to be, for who he will forever be. So on December, on January 1st, 2021, I woke up reciting, you know, Isaiah 43, uh -huh. verses 19 to 20. I've heard it before, but I didn't really put, you know, stop to actually go through and to reflect on all of those things. Behold, I will open rivers in dry places and I will make your wilderness a stream of water. I will wow. plant a cedar tree and the shitter tree and all of those three in, three in the midst of your desert. And, you know, I woke up and I, I was reciting it. And when I opened my eyes, those were the same words that were coming off out of my lips. And I went and I looked for the words and I found the words. I'm a visual learner. So I found the words and I put them on a, I went in Microsoft document and I created a little thing, a little scroll and I pasted the words on it and I printed the words Jade and I put them in my room and I said, Lord, I don't know what you are up to, but I trust you. Uh -huh. I don't know what you are up to, but Lord, I trust you. Uh -huh. I printed the words and I pasted the words. That was the promise. I will do a new thing. Yes. That was a promise. A couple months after, still going to church, still being overlooked. They say, can't testify, can't, you know, still right. being going to church, still being overlooked. But I was still being favored by God. So initially during my ordeal, I was questioning myself, is this how God looks at me, consider me, you know, I was not considered for anything good because uh -huh. here, here I was, I was worshiping with a community that I believed, you know, um, supposed to help to nourish, to grow, to water, right. all of those things. Because for me, the church is, you know, an, a, a hospital for sinners. So you go right. to the church and you are being watered, the oil and the wine being poured in and everything. I believe in a holistic church where you are not only feeding the spiritual man, but you are feeding all the other components of man because we are human being first before we became a Christian. So, you know, I believe that... This was just outrageous, outrageous. But nevertheless, the promise was made. Behold, I will do a new thing. I went to church a couple months after, and as I sat in the same church, Jade, I heard the Holy Spirit, no right. Mm. No right. No right. Right. So the promise was, 
I will do a new thing. And the command was no right. Yes. I went home and I got my computer and, you know, I just started, started writing, started writing, started writing. On October 1st of the same year, same year, the book was released. And here I was, a part of me was just doing it because God said to do it. So I was just going with emotions and I was just doing it because to be honestly, Jade, I have been through so many things within my life that I cannot do better but to trust God. That's right. So he says, no right, then I am going to no right. So I am just doing it because he says no right. I was not thinking about anything being coming good, anything good coming from it. I was just writing a book because I was instructed right. no write a book. So after the book was released, um, a couple months after I was awarded second place in the top women's empowerment category of the kingdom in the author's award. Again, mm-hmm. I am just writing a book because I was instructed. Right. What hit me was when a student of mine said to me, her, she noticed that her mommy has been walking around with my book. In her bag, everywhere she goes, she carries the book. If she changes her bag from the brown one to the black one, she puts the book in there. She puts it in Mm -hmm. there. She also said to me that after reading my book, her mommy, who is a backslider, decided that she was going to go back to church. Nice. Because she got pregnant while she was in church with her, Mm -hmm. and the reception that she received from them turned her away. Yes. She decided that she was going to go back to church. When she went to church, she went to the altar and she started crying. And she broke down even further and she shared with the pastor that she wants to recommit her life life. with Christ. Mm -hmm. And after that student left my office, (laughs) I mean, it hit me right there and then that, you know, I was being crushed someone else's not only her but many more to come that i went through the crushing period and that my story was somebody else's survival story somebody else's story that they needed to recommit their life to god that they needed to continue along this christian pathway which is as we know it's not easy an experience that they needed to help them take another grip on Christ. An experience that those in Christ, you know, have been halting on two opinions, one foot in and one foot out because of something that somebody on the inside may have said to them that they felt uncomfortable with. Because I tell people day in, day out, it is not my relationship with the church where I stayed, but my relationship with Christ. That's right. When they see that, you know... (laughs) I stood there, I pressed, I praised, and I worshiped my way through. I I, I share with people that no matter how low you feel, no matter how empty you may feel, you may lose many things in this life, but never lose your altar of worship 
And right there within your broken position, within your broken state at your altar of worship, your praise is a weapon. Yes. Your worship is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. Because those were some of the things that I had to use. I had to dig deeper within myself, deeper within the promises of God, Jade, to help me to stand flat-footed during my time. So Mm -hmm. after the award and after hearing what my student shared with me, coincidentally, her mommy also sent a message to me on Facebook telling me how my book has ministered to her so greatly. And she had has decided to return to church. And then other testimonies kept flowing in. Other testimonies kept coming in. And at one point, I had to bow my head at my desk and, you know, just stretch, stretch out and surrender to God. Mm-hmm. To your will mm-hmm. and to your way, Lord, my soul said yes. To your plan mm-hmm. and to your purpose, Lord, my soul said yes. Because through it all, I never understood. I had the understanding was far from me. Lord, why me? Lord, why was this happening to me? I never understood anything concerning it. I mean, sometimes I sit back and I would say to myself, then God, you mean you couldn't tell me, say, I have something bigger of a plan for me. Why make you never tell me all of that? You understand? You know, Mm -hmm. Jamaican colloquial term. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I look back at all of it, I have grown to trust him even more. Uh-huh. To know that, you know, he is able to bring pain, purpose out of pain. Yes. He is able to turn situation around. He has a plan for me no matter what my situation or my condition. From the lowest of lowest, he can lift me up. Yes. I mean, no sin is greater than his grace. He used pain to purpose through it all yes he has been faithful yes through it all i have come to learn that his mercies never fail i have been anchored even more in his promises when i realize because you see shortly after he said january i'm shortly after the dream then i started to see things opening up jail I mean, I have been featured on a number of platforms and a number of podcasts, both locally and internationally. You know, within my circle, I, to be honest, I was not envisioning all of this. Mm. I was not envisioning all of this. But when I see God turn up for his promises, mm-hmm. when I see God turn up for his promises, in February, uh, I was a sister from... Atlanta messaged me just out of posting on Instagram messaged me and you know she liked my book and she is fascinated with the story because she too had gone through her period of rejection and she's now a mental health coach and she purchased a couple of books to use within her book club Mm. and I'm like God I never envisioned this Mm-hmm. I never envisioned all of this. But when I tell you that he honors his promises, Jade. Yes. Mm-hmm. He honors his promises. Sometimes I sit down and I am awe. Oh, yeah. I am in awe. Oh, 
against the move of God. So what I do currently, separate and apart from being a guidance counselor at my school, I also empower women to move from a place of shame to success, from yes. rejection to resilience so that they can live a, an abundant life. So what I have learned, what my story has taught me, I show up to help women who are struggling yes. with the same things because I know what I went through in the back end. Yes. So they see me now, even a couple of sisters from the church. I was posting some, you know, posting about the goodness of God. And a sister saw me one night and she said, Oh, you are Sister Kimon. I see you're doing great things, man. We need to talk. Mm -hmm. We need to talk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just smile and I give God the glory. One of the things that I never forget to put when I make a post, to him be all glory, honor, and praise because I know where I am coming from. Yes. I know the challenges that I faced with mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But as Job said, though he slay me, yes, yet, will yet will I trust him. Yeah. And over the years, after trusting him, I am reaping the promises God yeah. promised me. Nice. When... When, when I was relieved of those positions and, you know, I felt as though God would not consider me for anything good, he still showed me his small mercies. He still showed me his favors, you know, to help me to understand that he is still God and he changes not. To help me to understand that he is God yesterday, today and forever. He loved me then and he still loves me now, even when I was being rejected. He showed me with his small mercies. He showed up for me. I remember this particular incident, Jade, where, you know, after being relieved of the positions, you know, told I could not testify in church, made to believe that God would not consider me for anything good. I remember this particular, um, this particular agency was going around doing a school tour and they were looking for schools within the parish of St. Andrew. And they reached, well, I reached out to them because I saw the advertisement. And I reached out to them. And it was within a couple of days, not even weeks, but a couple of days for them to make a determination. And after reaching out to them and, you know, expressing an interest for them to come to my school, it was within a couple of days. And even when I brought the proposal to my school community, they were, you know, making it seem as though, and of course, anyone would look at it and say, oh, they're not going to come because it's just a couple of days. We reach out to them and they have other schools within St. Andrew. And my phone rang and it was the lady from the company and she called me and Jade there I was struggling, you know, with spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all the other allies. And the one thing that the lady said to me that gripped me, bring me back to myself. She said, are you a Christian? 
I said, yes, I am. She said, I want to move from your school. But each time I call another school, the Lord redirect me back to Kimon Francis. Mm-hmm. And I want to move from your school, Kimon. But he said, Kimon Francis. Mm-hmm. And she took up the phone and she called me and she said, Kimon, I know it is short notice, but we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming. You see, Jade, mm-hmm. when I came off that call, I bow my head within my office and again, I had, I fought, I fell prostrate within my office, bowed my head and I stretched out. And I said, thank you, Jesus, that you still favors me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, that you still remember me. Thank you, Jesus, that you still show up for me. Still honoring your word and your promises that were made over my life. So I can tell anybody that God does not turn his back on anyone. No. He does not no. turn his back on anyone, no matter your situation, no matter your, no matter your condition. You could be the chiefest of sinners. He still wants you. And there is this particular scripture within the Bible that also gripped me because I had to find, to delve deeper into the scriptures, into the word. I had to encourage myself. And the particular scripture that gripped me was when Peter swore to God that he was not going to deny him. And God said to Peter, Peter, before the cock crowed three times, you're going to deny me. Peter said, no, God, I will never do such a thing. But Peter found himself in a position where he denied Christ. Peter felt so ashamed. Peter ran and he, he hid himself from the men. And they, when they were pointing him out and said, see one of them there, that, that, well, that's one of Jesus' disciples. He went and he hid himself on the cock on the third occasion but when Jesus rose from the dead and he said when he saw Mary he said Mary go and call the other disciples and Peter and the one who betrayed me those words that particular verse gripped me in such a way that came on no matter whatever it is that you have done no matter your situation, no matter what people may find themselves in, whether they have backslidden from Christ, whether they have done, they have committed some acts, right? At the end of the day, he still wants you. Uh He still wants us. And that was on the sole premises on which the book was written. He still wants you. No sin, no condition, is greater than God's grace. Where shame ends, grace begins. It is the intent of the enemy to keep us, you know, within, to keep us trapped so that he can manipulate our minds as he did with Eve and to play tricks on our minds. But when we start to believe and to have faith in God, he turns the situation around. He has a plan for us, for each and every one of us. He said that before we were formed within our mother's womb, he knew us. He has a plan for us. And even though the clay may have been marred, time after time after time again, 
He is still that potter who molds and makes us. He wants to see us whole again. As evident in him leaving the 90 and 9 to come down and to, you know, to rescue the sheep that was lost. To rescue the rejected one. Who the, to rescue the outcast. Just as the prodigal son, even though he made a decision that he was going to take what belonged to him and he was going to enjoy it. At the end of the day, his father was still looking out for him. And when he returned, the father did not point out his mistakes. The father did not condemn him even further. But, you know, he said to his servants, Bring forth the fatted calf. Bring the best robe. Bring the ring. Bring the sandals. For this my son, which was lost, has been found. And so it is hoped that the, that the book will bring about restitution to the body of Christ, helping church leaders to know that, you know, the church, as I said before, is a hospital for sinners. And persons come into church every day, say they are Christians, praising God and everything. Doesn't necessarily mean that all is well. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that all is well. But, you know, to help them to look within themselves and how they treat the body of Christ, as well as to help readers to develop a closer relationship with God, improve their confidence in God, to improve their self-image, their self-confidence, their self-worth in God. Yes. Um, This book book is powerful. It has a lot of gems in there. It has a lot of real-life situations that persons can learn from and can benefit them from. And as I said, persons have... Um, recommitted their lives to Christ, even from reading the book. Yes. And even the experience that you had, although it was painful, it was worth it worth because it. others are now being saved by it. I want you to let us know where is it that we can find your book. Right. The book is now available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format for persons who are living in Kingston or St. Catherine in Jamaica here. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook at K-E-M-O-N-E Francis. That is K-E-M-O-N-E Francis. And I will, we will make um, arrangements to deliver. I'll personally deliver a signed copy to you. Nice. Nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Kimon, um, for being on the podcast and even sharing and being vulnerable with your situation and even helping persons and letting people know that you are not alone. Yes. Listeners out there who have gone through things, church hurts, everything, you are not alone. There are the persons who have gone through it and have come out on the other side. Um, and you can also be one of those persons. You can grow from it. You can benefit from even the church hurt. Yes, you can. Yes. Um, I want to thank you all for listening to the unfiltered by jade and it will be back next week tuesday thank you